everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome Eugene Chang. Hey, Eugene, how are you? Hello. How are you, Blair? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Oh, no. The honor is completely mine, <laughs> sir. Um, so Eugene and I, we go way back like before my children, before my marriage, before college, we Ryan, all the way to high school even probably. Yeah. Um, and it's, we've, you know, been a little bit disconnected for a little while, but um, I'm so thankful that we had this opportunity, you know, to share life once again through this podcast, and this platform. Sorry it took me so long. Thank God for Zoom. Thank God for technology, right? I mean, thank God for fast internet, you know, so. Yes, for real, though. Like, I'm so thankful. I'm even even like, you know, I say this hesitantly, but even COVID has brought a new kind of value to these types of relationships and this technology in itself, right? Like just communicating with people. So um, all that to say, um, Eugene is here to tell us what he does, uh, his day to day, what it looks like. And, you know, I don't even really know. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pass the baton. So Eugene, what is it that you do? So let me just share where I work. So yes. I work for Tropical Smoothie Cafe, which is a QSR, a quick service restaurant mm-hmm. uh, brand, right? So I liken it to, you know, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, you know, all of those, all of those brands. So um, I'm the senior manager of IT operations and support. So I always say that my title is long, is very long, and it because it encompasses like there's two parts to it. There's operations and support. So I'll I'll break that down a little bit. But um, my main function with Tropical Smoothie Cafe is there are um, I serve as the liaison between our operations partners of operations figures out how do we do stuff. You know, whether it's in our restaurants or whether that's within our corporate infrastructure infrastructure as well. So, you know, they create operational guidelines. I translate that into technology to say they want to do something. You know, let's say I want my guests to be able to order curbside. You know, mm-hmm. how does how do I enable that with technology? And vice versa. You know, let's say I have cool technology that, that I believe could be beneficial for our restaurants. I say, here's what we have. Hey, I work with our operations partners to say, hey, how could we roll this out so that our restaurants, we call them cafes, so how our cafes could use that technology and use it effectively to serve our guests. Wow. Okay. So um, my first question is this. I've actually never been to Tropical Smoothie Cafe, but I know exactly where one is, like on my road. Um, So I'll probably check it out this week. Yes, yes, (laughs) please. um, And so is... Uh, is this a like a nationwide franchise? Yeah, so a little bit about Tropical Smoothie. Um, we have about 900 locations nationwide, so we're only national. We're not international yet, right? So we started in Destin, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we kind of uh, grew uh, a few franchises down there, and then eventually the headquarters moved to Atlanta, and then from there we just kind of exploded. So, um, you know, we're adding about 100 new locations every year, which is unheard of in the QSR industry. Um, you know, if you liken it to some of the big brands, you know, you're talking about like Chick-fil-A, um, you know, uh, some of the other Chipotle, uh, Burger King and stuff like that. You know, Burger King, they're probably opening, you know, nationally, maybe 20 locations a year. We're opening anywhere between 100 to 130 locations a year. So wow. we 
our company is in super high growth mode right now. So uh, we're ex exploring new markets. We're expanding in our existing markets. So um, yeah, right now, Georgia is one of those hot spots right now where you're going to see a lot more locations. Um, you know, if, if any of your listeners are around here, you know, we have, we have uh, locations popping up all over the place right now. So um, yeah, be on yeah. the lookout for your nearest tropical smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like even with the pandemic though, like how has that affected your company? You know, it's, it's crazy in that the QSR industry as a whole obviously took a hit with COVID, mm -hmm. right? But um, because of, so, you know, what COVID did was it forced all, I don't want to say even just QSR, but all industries as a whole to think more digitally, right? Mm. So how do I get my groceries more efficiently uh, without having high contact without going into the into the locations, um, how do I get my medicines? How do I you know how do I interact with anyone without um, you know without having to actually go to a physical location or be around people anymore? So in the same way, tropical smoothie was always well positioned as a you know healthier for healthier option than your McDonald's or Burger Dings or Taco Bell's, where you know in a pandemic people are caring more about you know number one being more health conscious, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, it's like something that will travel with them very easily. Like a smoothie is a perfect thing where you can just, you know, pick it up and just sip on it for an hour or two and it'll be perfectly fine and tasty. So it's what, it's been one of those things where we've been very well positioned to be able to grow even in a pandemic year where other QSR brands have struggled um, to um, even stay flat or, you know, you know, uh, get as close to flat as possible. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting to hear. And I never would have expected that answer, honestly, because, you know, I think in my head, the like all a lot of restaurants and places that people gather, cafes, for example, would have taken a really huge hit. But it's interesting that, yeah, a smoothie is something that you don't need to sit in a restaurant to get you just get it and you go and you want it always who doesn't yeah. want a smoothie yeah. but um but i mean with all that being said you know everyone's going digital now and our folk is focusing on that like you mentioned so i would imagine a senior manager of technology for a corporate corporation like this um has been very busy for you in the last year sure we, <laughs> yeah so i mean the past year because of the pandemic you know if, if i look at the project's you know, at the very beginning of 2020, and again, March of 2020 is when mm -hmm. all of this kind of went down with the pandemic. But when we were planning for 2020, we had a list of things that we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. um, and by March, all that went out the window. Sure. Right? And so by March, when restaurants were, when restaurants, when the whole country was shutting down, right, we were affected by it as well. So mm -hmm. at a certain point, we were negative 40% of our expected target. So, you know, we were very much in the red, mm. right? So what did we do? We took all those projects that we had on our plate and we threw them out the window and we said, okay, how do we get back to the place of just e even becoming even, right? Mm. How do we serve our guests where they won't be coming to our cafes anymore? How do we serve them where they are? Mm. So the drastics 182, you know, less focus about the in-cafe experience, but more about the digital experience. You know, we, we all of those projects came to the Right. Mm -hmm. We always had them, you know, but primary things. We had an app. It wasn't great. We launched a new app within, you know, a few months. You know, we had a website. It wasn't great. We, you know, we, re we revamped our website. Mm -hmm. You know, people were going curbside. Our curbside experience was we rolled it out within about two weeks of development. You know, so 
all of these things with the guests in mind of meeting them where they are. You know, I had a, you know, from a personal standpoint is all of those technologies are happening as, you know, again, digital technology, they're all, you know, kind of correlated with each other, but it's about, okay, there's all these technologies out there. Mm -hmm. How do we best incorporate that in a, in, you can't spend years developing this. You, sure. you have to be able to bring it to market in the time when people want it. Right. Right. So in that aspect, you know, I, I listened to your, uh, I listened to the episode with your interviewing uh, Jonathan, the product yes. manager, right? I mean, so we have a product team and we said to them, it's like, hey, our apps kind of sucks. You know, like how do we develop a new app, right? And so they took that product and developed it and said, what do you want that product to do, right? Mm. Okay, so we want, we want you to be able to, you know, uh, you know, order uh, more easily. We want, we want to be able to order delivery. We want to be able to integrate with DoorDash and Uber Eats and all this other stuff, right? And so they took that and they developed an app. And then now it's like, you know, we integrate with all of those things where in the past we didn't, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just reprioritizing all of those things. And, you know, we did that as a company. You know, I, I, I wasn't the one that said, hey, we got to do this, right? I was more of the guy that said, how do we do this? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how does it get executed in the cafe? Right? Sure, yeah. We're enabling all these technologies in our cafes. How does the crew member, how does the 18 year old behind the register start getting Uber Eats orders? Or how are, how, like, how are they supposed to handle all of this, these new transactions that are coming in? So uh, be more efficient, you know, figure out like, like how do I operate in this new world where I may not see a single guest come through my doors anymore, but you're still going to get a high volume of traffic through digital orders. So it's just shifting, shifting that. Mindset. Yeah, and it's almost like um, I mean, you're forced in a place that the that the industry was going towards, anyways, just a lot yeah. quicker mm -hmm. um, in a short period of time. And um, so, I'm curious, like, what does a typical day for you look like? Then, like, what does that consist of? I mean, I know as a manager, I can uh, like kind of assume that I feel like you're kind of like okay figuring out what gets done and who, who needs to get what done at a certain time. But yeah. yeah. Could you break it down a little bit for me? Yeah. So my typical day is, you know, we have a list of projects that we're all working on. Right. So again, we're, we're a lean, Tropical Smoothie total as a company, you're talking about with field people, maybe about a hundred employees total. Right. Okay. So it's, it's not a huge, it's not a huge company. Right. So, um, our IT team is, you know, at one point we were probably about 20 people because of COVID. We're probably down to like 10 ish or so. Wow. So we're, we're having to wear multiple hats yeah. um, in, in a current state. So my typical day is to have a stand up with all of our team members to say, okay, what are we working on today? Right. What is everyone working on today? So we have different projects that are always ongoing. And then at that point we say, okay, what do we want in that project? What do you want to accomplish today? Mm -hmm. Right. So we accomplish that. And then, as well as, you know, honestly, my day is just meeting with like all of my other counterparts. So with our operations team, with our marketing team, for example, our marketing team, you know, every, every couple of months we come out with like a new, we call it a LTO or limited time offer or a promo item, right? To say, oh, for the month of uh, July, here's this new watermelon smoothie, right? That's like, you know, kind of for the season or whatever it may be. So like that doesn't just get created out of thin air like no one just presses a button and all of a sudden like this item lives in these digital channels or whatever like we have to create those mm -hmm. through technology right so um so what i do is 
in regards to all of these projects that are going on. What do I want to accomplish that day? And then at that point, I kind of task each one of my team members to say, okay, you're tasked with accomplishing, accomplishing this today. You're chasing out this today. You're chasing out this. And so we take it in a daily, you know, we call them sprints. So we mm. work in two-week sprints. We say, hey, what do we want to accomplish during this two-week sprint? Wow. Okay. And every single day is working towards that two-week end goal. So that's pretty much my day. Every single day is just working those. And then um, the other half of my title is IT operations and support. Mm -hmm. So I have a team of 20 team members in India that we, we outsource our tech support. So while I'm over here creating processes, technology processes for our cafes, there are people that have issues with those <laughs> technology processes and all these systems that we have. So I manage... Um, our tech support team over in India, um, and they handle all of like kind of the first level resolution and then anything that kind of bubbles up as they don't know what to do, they bring it up to me and then I talk with my operations counterparts and say, okay, how do we want to handle this? I like, see. Cr create a process there. Wow. Okay. So, um, that's a lot. I feel like to, to, have to like account for each day. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so could you give me like a more tangible example of like the, the part where you said like, you know, being a late liaison for like operations and translating mm -hmm. it into tech. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect example is we've launched a re revamped curbside solution. Okay. Right? So in the past, Right. When we I've mentioned that we just to have a curbside functionality available mm -hmm. uh, in our cafes, we, we've developed something like very quickly within two weeks and we kind of put it out there. Right. Knowing that it wasn't perfect, but just knowing that we need to meet the demand. Right. So what we are currently doing is we just launched a new curbside solution, a, a revamped one where now. Um, so in the past, people would place a curbside order and mm -hmm. we would have no idea when they would arrive. You know, people would be waiting in their parking uh, in the parking lot and be like, "Where's my food?" And you know, we would want them to call the cafe during lunch hours to say, "Hey, I'm here in this car." You know, bring it out to me. People would be, you know, the crew member would be like, "Where, where are you?" Kind of thing, right? So that was that was the 1.0 experience. Sure. So our operations team obviously took all that feedback back from our cafes to say, "Hey, we have no idea when our guests arrive. We have no idea who to look for." You know, we have we have a lot of angry people that you know are trying to contact us during lunch rushes, and you know, we have crew members running across busy parking lots trying to find cars. Like we we can't we can't do this. Like it has to be better, right? So operations, they they're the ones that you know listen to that feedback and create better operational guidelines um, to do so. And so the feedback that we got is like number one, we we have to know where the guest is. Like mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't be that they had to call phone numbers so that they notify us when they, they, when they arrive. So um, now we have a solution where uh, when they place an order and they place a curbside order, we, we ask them, say, hey, do you, can we track your location so that as you come closer, we will send you alerts, right? So we know exactly where a guest is on their journey. So for example, let's say someone placed an order for pickup within 15 minutes, right? As soon as they place that order, a clock starts for us. It's like, okay, we have 15 minutes to make this food and have it ready for this guest to arrive. You know, we make that food. And then obviously, as they come closer, we get notified to say, hey, 
the guest has now entered the, you know, we call it a zone, but a pickup zone, right? And at that point, the guest will then be alerted to say, hey, your food is on its way, right? And then at that point, the, the crew members will grab the food. They will know the car model, you know, based on the, the transaction information, they will know exactly the guest name. They'll know exactly what car they're driving. They'll know exactly to the parking spot. You know, we can zoom into the, on the map. We can zoom in to see exactly where in the parking spot that they are. So wow. they will say, hey, this guest is in parking lot A3. So we, we have a corresponding one to say, okay, I need to go to A3 and then give them this, the, the food. So that's, that's a good example of operational operations coming up with a need. We develop the technology to, to enable those operational guidelines and then, you know, kind of working with each other to make sure that, you know, how I look at technology is we never make up stuff on our own, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be a need for it. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's, you know, we could have robots in our, we could have robots in our cafes making smoothies if we wanted to, right? But it's the, it's the need there, mm. right? So just because the technology exists doesn't mean that we do it, right? The need right. has to be there, I right? Like so that, kind of yeah. like the 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 podcast with <laughs> Jonathan, it's like yeah. there has to be a need and there has to be value in that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So operations, marketing, whoever, the franchisees could say, I have a need. And then I try to see how we can enable it with technology. That's pretty cool. So like, okay, in this particular example, right? So the operations came to you with the need. And then, so you sat down with your team or like, this is the need. And then do you guys just like brainstorm together? So, I mean, we have development teams and we have vendors that like, you know, handle like the product or development of the product. I see. Okay. What my role is, is like, okay, now we have this new shiny new toy or new technology that that now we can play with. I then need to translate, okay, here's what I, here's what this new technology can do. So operations, here's what you can now do. Let's, let's, I can show you what it can do. Let's create operational procedures together to say, okay, now that you have much more capability, how do we develop processes Okay, that's that makes sense to me, especially for somebody that's not tech savvy. I would need someone yeah. like you, like a translator. It's like, it, like, exactly. can you tell me this is cool, but what what does it matter? Is basically it, exactly okay. Right. So I tell them, like, hey, now A, B, and C is possible. Like, let's create processes where the cafes can actually use this now. So that's that's mainly my role. Man, as you're talking though, Eugene, I'm like. Um, just what I know about you, I'm like, this is, this job is like for you. Like, like, I think, you know, for those of you that many of you don't know my background with Eugene here, but you know, we worked in church ministry together for a while and other things. And I just feel like, um, man, this is like, so your job. And I want to know, like, do you feel that way? You know, thinking about, you know, talking with you, like for this podcast i was thinking about you know most of the time and i've i've watched a few of these past episodes where like a lot of times where people are called to do certain things sure right yeah you know like whether it's the uh, a pastor whether it's a doctor you know like those kind of those kind of very specific not i truly believe not anyone can do those things right mm. um you know whether it's a stay-at-home mom or like any any of these things you know like you have to be called to do certain things now also at the flip side I truly believe that everyone has gifts and talents that, you know, God gives to us. Um, And I believe I fit that mold better where out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
I, 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 I majored in marketing, right? Which I don't do today. I work with marketing, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not in marketing today. I've never been in marketing ever since out of, out of college. Right. Um, and out of college, I, I've worked at different industries and different positions. And the common thread between all of them is problem solving, mm. right? There is a need. How do we fix it? Right. Through an existing process, through an existing product, whatever, you know, or, or, or a new process or product, right? So thinking creatively to solve a problem, mm. right? So to your point, I'm, I'm not necessarily tech savvy. I didn't go to, like, I, I, I don't have an engineering background. I don't know coding. I don't know any of these things. I just know that there are needs all over the place within the world of our business and you know, outside of our world as well. There, there's tons of needs everywhere. But for Tropical Smoothie Cafe, how can we enable that with technology? What is out there and what is feasible for us to be able to implement like, right away so that, you know, our cafes can benefit and our guests can benefit as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I mean, honestly, I'm a broken record at this point in all the podcasts that I do. It's like, I, I love hearing about these jobs that I never even think about, but are so important and so valuable in the sense that like people have certain giftings and they just don't know where to apply them. Right. And I feel like this is a job where, yeah, you don't even really think about it existing until maybe you're several years out of college and somehow you end up where you are today. So (laughs) with that being said, it's like, can you tell me how did a marketing major end up in a position where you are at Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Yeah. So start from I the mean, beginning. Like just, I mean, just tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't wait to see this title. It's like when I grow up, I want to be a senior manager of technology operations and support for a smoothie shop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like that's, that's uh, it's funny. It's funny to say, but again, going back to like the common thread of my life, mm. it's just like, I've always been creative, but not, not the artistic creative, right? Not the, like, I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't, like, I'm not particularly, like, like artistic in that sense. But I've always tried to figure out, I, I see a need, I see a problem, and I try to creatively fix it. Not, not, not being an insider to that problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, let's go back to, like, something that we can relate to is, like, we had a need back at church where there was no youth praise team. It's like, I wasn't a youth pastor. I, I never led praise or anything like that, but like I saw a need and like, I, 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 I put on my critical thinking has like, okay, how do we make this happen? Yeah. Right. So in the same way, all of those life experiences, um, you know, going back to your original question of like, how did I get here? Right. Um, again, going out of, in college, I didn't have the traditional or Asian parents where, you know, lawyer, doc, doctor, you know, like I didn't have that. I didn't have that pressure from my parents. Mm. They said, you can do whatever you want to do. Do whatever makes you happy, right? Which is kind of like the other end of the spectrum of like yeah. normal Asian parents, but also very intimidating as well because of the fact that you have no idea. Like <laughs> They're saying you could do whatever you want. You go figure it out. Where a lot of other people, they have parents to kind of guide them, whatever it may be. Again, I'm not saying one is better than the other. Probably neither is very great, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I had that opposite problem where 
I didn't go on that pre-med track. I didn't go on that pre-law track. Like I had no idea what I was going to do. And so even my choice of going to, I went to university of Georgia for college, you know, obviously uh, that's, we have a lot of connections there as well. But um, when I went to UGA, that even that was a last minute decision because mm. I, I was to the, to the 11th hour, I was going to go to Georgia tech. And because I know that it's a better, I mean, it's a better school, you know, like all these different things. Yeah. But in my head, when I didn't know what I wanted to do mm. at Georgia tech, I could do like one of three things, right? right. Engineering, architecture, like business. Right. Yes. And I wasn't sure about any of those things. So because of like the liberal arts school at UGA, I just felt like I had, I would have more options. Right. So at the 11th hour, I switched over to UGA and that's where I went, you know? So and, you know, went through college, graduated, still not knowing what I was going to do. I graduated in 2007, which was the worst time to graduate, right? So, I mean, that was right in the, right in the beginning of our financial crisis during that yeah. time. And for, I would say, for a couple of years, mm-hmm. I had a hard time even, you know, originally my plan was to go into some marketing firm or ad agency and just working my way up from there. But the first thing that got cut during that crisis was marketing, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. like no one's spending extra money on marketing. <laughs> like, like we're, we're just trying to survive, you know? So again, it was, it was for a couple of years, I was just like kind of working like, you know, part-time jobs and just trying to, you know, just make some money out of college, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, get my foot in the door anywhere. Right. Um, eventually through, through a referral, I got, I got hired at a logistics, a logistics company, Right where oh. I was uh, onboarded as a an equipment analyst, right? So what I did there was, um, you know, those like big container ships, like those, yeah. like yeah. So like, you know, I worked for one of those companies that like had those ships, had those like containers and stuff like that. My job as an equipment analyst is not how do I get these containers if they're if they, we have a surplus in one area, how do I move them to another area like around the world? Right. So again, it's just problem solving. Right. We have too much inventory here. I need to hire some people or I need to, I need to, you know, make some bookings so that, you know, this inventory will go to another area. Right. So it's just, it's just problem solving. Okay. Yeah. So through that, I got referred to another job at a completely different industry. Uh, I went to Bank of America Merchant Services, which is, if, if you're not familiar with what merchant services is, it's like credit card processing. Right. So, you know, it's not even the credit card or the bank. It's like literally like when you swipe your card, where does that information go to? You know, oh, that, that's what? the company okay. that I work for. <laughs> right? But there I was hired as a business analyst and I helped stand up like a, a project management team. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, like we had all these project managers doing their work on their own, but never like going back and reporting as to what they're doing. How are, how are your projects doing? How like are you on budget? Are you on time? Anything at risk, right? So I helped develop a project management office where all those project managers now need to report into this you know this one central place, and everyone has everyone could be measured by the same criteria at that point. Yeah. So again, just problem solving. Um, from there, I got recruited. You know, I got recruited to Popeyes. So you know, I got recruited to Popeyes from there. Uh, through an old manager at Bank of American Merchant Services. Mm. Um, and then from there, I helped do the same thing. And then from there, I got recruited to Tropical Smoothie. Wow. So, 
none of my none of my jobs, um, you know, again, it's not it's not through my skill set or anything like that, but it's like purely through number one, it's just knowing what I was good at mm. and just like and making it known to my colleagues what I was good at. You know, I'm not here developing stuff, I'm not here coding stuff. Uh, that's not my forte, right? I just know how to, for lack of a better word, get things done. Right. You know, like figure things out and get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a problem, figure it out, get it done. Yeah. So that's what my reputation became known for. And it's crazy to think that like all of my past, you know, in the past 10 years of my career, like I didn't, I didn't apply for any of these jobs. Like I didn't go searching for them. Yeah, that's they, crazy. Like they came and found, said, we need your skill set. Come join us. Wow. You know? So yeah. even what I do today, like that, it wasn't my original role at Tropical Smoothie, but because of my skill set, they elevated me to the position that I am now. Yeah. Right? So um, if I'm going to encourage anyone is that you don't need to know like what you want to, like what you want to do, but you need to know what you're good at and what you love to do. Yeah. So like, how does one figure that out is the real question. You know, I, I think a lot of it is through trial and error. A lot of it is like um, being exposed to a lot of things, right? So, like again, I went from like a logistics industry to a banking, in, banking credit card processing industry to the food industry, you know, and now in the tech, food technology industry, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, I didn't study any of this in college, mm-hmm. and nor did I know that I would end up on this path. Right? Yeah, and you know, maybe, maybe. Five, 10 years from now, I'll be in a completely different industry applying my same skill set that I learned, you know, in the first 10 years. Sure, yeah. But um, I think what it comes down to is just being exposed to a lot of things and just finding your niche, right? Just finding where you fit. Again, everyone has a skill set. And if you think of it as like a cliche puzzle or whatever it may be, like, who are you? You, you don't, you are one piece of that puzzle mm. for an organization, for a church, for your family for mm. any for anything you're always a piece of a puzzle and depending on where you are you may be a different you may be a different piece but you're still a piece mm. right you know we call it the body whatever it may be you know with different parts of the body right so in that regard you need to figure out what part of the body are you mm. and just do it well like yes. just 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 work on it excel at it just if you're at a hand just be like the best hand that you can be if you're at a foot but be the best foot that you can be and yeah, I think it's good to be able to try new things and realize, hey, this isn't for me. That's just as valuable as well. I've, I went through many, I went through many times like that. But I think that I think the common thing is, is like you don't have, like it's okay if you don't know, like if if you feel like you know, God or like whoever is like it's like doesn't give you that like lawyer like you know like passion right, right from birth. Right. Like not everyone is like that. And I would say the vast majority of people are not like that. Right. Yeah. But I think with the lifelong process is like, what do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? You know, and where can you bring value to a team or, you know, to, to anywhere? Yeah. Um, So I think that's, that's, that would be my biggest recommendation for anyone listening here or just anyone just starting off with a career. It's just go out and do it and figure out what you're good at. And then from there, just enhance your ability to, get better at it and then let the work speak for itself. Uh, Well, I'm like kind of getting emotional because just like, I mean, I just thinking about what you just said, right. It's like not even really knowing where you're going, but then 
it doesn't matter. You've been given this situation. So figure out what it is that you're good at and go with it. And, you know, what was that last thing you said? Like, like making your work matter. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, just, just make your work. um, Speak for itself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And I think that's something too, that I want to talk about because, you know, you mentioned how you never went seeking after these jobs people recruited you and it's because you put the work in and it spoke for itself and I think that that says a lot too you know you can't just be like oh I'm good at this I'm good at this I'm good at this but then have nothing to show for it either um so man and I'm getting emotional too because that piece that you said about just being part of the puzzle or being you know part of the body and understanding that if you are just a finger you better be the best darn finger that anyone has ever seen, you know, and, um, you feel, maybe you think it's insignificant, but it's not. Cause like, we would be so, it would be so different if we lived without a finger. And like, I just, yes, it makes so much sense. And I, I, me too. I'm like, yes, I just need to be the best (laughs) mom I need, I can be. (laughs) But, um, so I, I think that's, I mean, that's the challenge, right? I mean, that's the whole point of like, I would say this podcast or whatever it may be. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you, I, how do you figure out that you are that finger or like that you are that puzzle or like you are that corner piece of the puzzle or like, you know, whatever it may be, you know? So there's a lot of time in my past where I'm saying like, as I'm working like a banking in, in the banking industry, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know what products we sell. I don't know what we do. Right. I just know that there's a problem that I've been tasked to solve. And through that, I got recommended to another another job. So in that regard, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything from like the day out of college. You know, you don't need to know what major you need to you, you want. It. And if you do, great. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that like those sure. are bad things either. Right. It's good to like be prepared and plan. Those are all great things as well. Right. I'm sure that you can you can uh, vouch for those things. Right. <laughs> But also at the same time that, you know, life will always throw you curveballs, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's a financial crisis, whether it's you realizing that the major that you, you know, spent six, eight years doing isn't for you. I mean, we've heard all of those stories before, right? To say, I thought I was going to become a doctor and yet I am here doing something completely different. Yeah. Right. And so you have to understand, like, you can't fight who you are, right? I mean, it sounds like a lie from, like, Lion King. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you, like, I mean, isn't that the whole point of Lion King? Like, he's running away from who he really is, right? Yes. So, like, in, in that same cheesy analogy, like, you are who you are. Yeah. And the, the person that's going to figure out first who you are is yourself. Mm. So figure out, like, what are you good at? What do you love doing, right? Whether it's a, a tangible, you know, physical trait like such as i'm good at working on cars mm-hmm. right that's a physical thing that you know tangibly say i know i'm good at building stuff right mm-hmm. but there are other stuff that we know that are just as valuable right it may not be you know <laughs> you know I, I remember in church like people would say like what everyone's gifts are and then like you'll go to like the one person where you're just like really trying to like figure out like oh like you know like how do i <laughs> they're good at like organization <laughs> You yeah. know, or like, you know, or like whatever it may be. Like the, Admin. Like the thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, like, so, and like, but really, like, like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
like to be organized. Mm. Like think about the industry that we like Marie Kondo. <laughs> think yeah. of like like the um like all these Netflix shows about just like tidying up or whatever it may be. Like that's what is that? That's organization. You know? What are they good at? Like it's funny to think that like someone is famous for like the way that they fold their laundry. Yeah. I, but they found their niche, you know? Yeah, like, it, it, exactly. So yes. everyone has something for them, you know. And whether it's, you know, I, I will I, I would be lying to say that everyone is, you know, every business major is when they're gonna go work for Google or Apple or whatever it may be. Like like sure, like those are great aspiring goals, but more often than not, there's a lot of stuff in between your eventual end goal. And I believe I'm on that path as well. Like mm-hmm. I don't see myself, you know, I've never seen myself at a chocolate mini cafe like 10 years ago. Like I didn't it didn't number one, it didn't exist. Number <laughs> two, it's like I had no idea what I would do at a at a QSR company. Right. right. But as you develop skills and as people want those skill sets for your for their organization, right, you start to realize that skills are not bound by industry or company or anything else like skills are definitely what translates into you know longevity of like your career path yeah yes so you know that i think that would be something that i would encourage anyone it's like if you don't know it's okay just just if you don't know what no like just try to figure out who you are yeah then that will that will lead you down a certain Definitely. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think what comes the challenge sometimes for, I think, you know, rising college students or whatever is um, just being inundated with so much like information and social media. And a lot of times like kind of fooling. I mean, I could be completely wrong. This is just where I, I what I think in my perspective, like kind of fooling oneself to believe that you are something because you like it but you're not really that thing because social media is telling you that you think you like it but you're not really like that do you get what i'm saying oh yeah (laughs) so there's there's value in actually (laughs) there's actually there's value in actually doing the stuff right? right like so for example like you know i may like you know i always dream that like i want to be like quit from my job and like you know, like go live on the beach or like open my own, like, you know, I've been grilling a lot. So like open my own barbecue shop or like open my own like coffee shop or like be my own boss and like all these things. And yes, I think in the right time and place, like those are goals that like are, you know, are realistic and those times, but there is, there is great value in trying the things that you want to do and realizing that it's maybe it's not for you. Mm. Right? The, the appeal of something is actually more than the actual like of like the labor or like the hard work it takes for you to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, again, like you know, I, I I hear this a lot where people want to become like you know, these things of you know, not to knock them, doctors, lawyers. I mean, God bless them. Like we need all of those things, right? But in the actual practice, if you can't like handle blood, like you're probably not going to be a good, good doctor. Right. Right. You can't. <laughs> speak or write eloquently or like think very clearly then you probably won't be a great lawyer Mm. right so think about your skill sets and actually try to apply it in a manner in which those professions would actually need that skill set yeah yeah definitely just try writing you know if you want to become like uh, a 
lawyer just tr- are you are you okay writing 20 page like you know briefs if, if not then you probably not gonna enjoy being a lawyer right <laughs> yeah no that's great advice I feel like that's something that I don't I would I did not think about you know back when I was trying to decide what to do with my life. And even when I did decide, it did not turn out the way I planned, just like you said. And um, recently, I was like talking to some college students, and they asked me, like, oh, if there's anything you could tell yourself when you were in college, what would it be? And it's like, oh, that nothing goes according to plan, and it's okay. <laughs> like, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I... Yeah, a lot of good things, Eugene. Thank you so much for all of the things that you shared. Um, I have more questions, actually. Sure. Um, so just kind of rewinding a little bit in your story and going back to the beginning after college, you know, I would for a lot of us, including myself, it was kind of like, I mean, for you in particular, you know, you said you were you graduated right at the height of, you know, um, our, the recession during that time. And um, like... Were you discouraged at all? Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of I'm curious just to know what that feels felt like for you. I know for me, even even not graduating at the height of the recession, I felt like, okay, like my entire life, someone told me what I was supposed to be doing and then I'm supposed to be doing it now, but I'm not doing it and I can't I don't know, you know, and so I'm just curious to, you know, you weren't you majored in marketing you weren't doing marketing and then you got this rant, not a random job, but it was at the time. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, definitely. So like, were you feeling like disconnected or even just kind of like personally let down at all or? No, I don't, I don't know if it was personal let down. I think it was more of the fact that, so we tie our lives and our accomplishments around major milestones of like SAT, get into college graduate from college, get that first job, get that first paycheck, buy your first car, get married, get a house, whatever, retire. <laughs> you know, like those are like the major life life milestones that we measure ourselves by. And anything in between those things, we think of it as like, we're not accomplishing something mm-hmm. <laughs> or we're not doing anything, right? And I would argue that those in-betweens are what gets you to that next milestone, right? So... Yes, in you know, to answer, to go back to your question of like, what would you, what would I tell myself ten years ago, or you know, right when I graduated college, it's like that in between of like you graduating to that next milestone of your first job, like you're gonna learn a lot, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna fail a lot. You're gonna do all this weird. Like I was, I was like an SAT tutor. I <laughs> I sold cell phones. I like did like all these different things where I was just. At that point, I was just trying to, like, you know, get a job and just keep myself busy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of my friends were still in college. You know, like, I graduated, like, right on time. And so no one's hiring. So I was just, like, you know, going, doing whatever I could. But even during those times, it was it was shaping me into my first job, you know? Like, my first job of, like, being appreciative of, like, get, being given the opportunity, knowing that it, it, it wasn't readily available. It wasn't, you know, given out to anyone. I, it was again. It was I, I was referred to that, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, you know, going to my next job and my next career path and stuff, so forth. It's always the in betweens where you're just sitting, you know, at your desk and you're, you know, you're you're swamped with work and you're stressed or whatever it may be. Those are where you are growing the most mm-hmm. because it's during those stressful times that you realize like what you're good at and what you thrive in, you know. 
And it's not <laughs> during the promotions or during the, the, the new jobs. Well, yeah, yeah, those are great. Like you're, you're not learning those during those times. You're reaping the benefits of those in between times, right? So I would just challenge people to look at those in between times of like, hey, nothing's happening right now, right? I, I would, I would argue, like, is nothing, nothing may be happening, but what are you doing to make something happen, mm. right? Are you growing a skill skill set? Are you, you know, are you putting yourself out there? Are you talking with people? Are you connecting with people, right? Um, I would say that those skills are are just as valuable, if not more, than the actual thing that you're like, you know, you want to be, right? Right. So yeah, man, so many good things right now. I just love this conversation that we're having. Um, but I do kind of have to end it, unfortunately, oh, okay. it's coming to a close. But before I do, I have just a couple more questions to round out our time together. And um, oh, d- before I do that, was there anything more you wanted to say? Because this is the time, Eugene. <laughs> no, I I mean, obviously, I'm grateful for the, the platform or whatever it may be. And I, I think in in there's probably a common theme with like a lot of these, right? Mm. Where, you know, um, they didn't know what they wanted to do. They had this, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was like reading about like a hero's journey of like, like most stories. Of, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. like, so like, you know, uh, there's a, there's a central figure. You, you, you want something, you go on this magical quest to, in order to get it. You run into some obstacles. You, you, uh, you fail at that. From that failure, you learn something, you learn something great to apply it to your life and then now you are a better person or a better and then at that next time that that challenge comes up you are able to conquer it that, so mm-hmm. that's the that's the hero's journey for like you know you know any game of thrones or any like yeah. you know, any 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 fan of any story out there right but i mean your life is like that too yeah. right where you are on this quest mm-hmm. and you are going to fail and every time you fail you are better equipped to handle it the next time and then the next time you may fail again, but you, you will get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And eventually, once you do get over that hump, mm-hmm. you will you'll be able to say, that is now something that I can do with ease. Mm-hmm. And now let's let's tack, let's tackle the next challenge. Right. And so life isn't isn't that what life I mean, not just your career, but isn't that what life is? It's just getting getting yourself in a position where you can conquer the next yeah. hurdle and then just growing from there. Yeah, definitely. Man, I had this like thing with my son today and like, he we went to Taekwondo class and he did not like it. But there were some personal challenges that got in the way from him really enjoying himself. And I'm thinking about what you just said. I'm like, yes, Eli, like you can yeah. do this. First day of Taekwondo into becoming a Taekwondo master. Yes. You know, and, <laughs> exactly. It has to start somewhere, right? It has to start somewhere. Yes, and I wish my four-year-old would just understand, you know? He's only four, <laughs> but gosh. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay, so going back to your job, like your current job at Tropical Cafe Smoothie, or sorry, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, excuse <laughs> me. Um, uh, what do you, I mean, you kind of already shared with me, but for just to clarify for those that missed it, what is it that you like love about your job? Is there anything that you love? <laughs> well, number one, the culture, right? I mean, like just by nature, we're, you know, we're, you know, we, uh, our, our slogan is that like, you are now on tropic time, right? Like, and so, you know, what does Ooh, that mean? So, so like, and we, 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 
And, and yeah, I mean, we really like to share that in, in how we work and how we treat each other. So like, I mean, number one, culture, right? And the people are great, right? But also at the same time, it's like we're very supportive of each other, mm-hmm. right? So the, the work in itself, I mean, to be honest, like, you know, work will always be there, right? But it's the people that get me through it. It's the, the mentors that I have that are very supportive of me, that like elevate me, that trust me to do more and more for Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And, you know, the, <laughs> it's funny. I just had my like annual review for 2020, like, you know, this past week. And, uh-huh. um, my, my boss was saying, hey, like, when I ask you, like, what is your like your three-year goal? Your answer should always be is like to have your job, right? And so, like, yeah, so that's my mindset. It's like, how do I grow my skill set to, like, to have my boss's job mm. in the next two, three years, right? Mm. So I'm always on that path of if I'm not learning, then I am bored, <laughs> I'm stagnating, mm. and it's probably, t- it's probably God telling me that it's time for a new, new challenge somewhere mm. else, right? So um, I, think that's, I think that's the biggest thing about Tropical Community Cafe and my job now is that I'm learning and I'm always growing my skill set. Yeah. Um, whether that's just people giving me more opportunities or I'm carving my own kind of like path in the company to say, hey, this is what I'm good at. I want to be known for this. And so like, you know, like people come to me for that. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, I love that. I feel like that is such a blessing to ha- to be able to be a part of a corporation that's in that type of culture because I can think of a lot of environments where it's not like that, where they don't encourage you to grow and learn and excel. So, wow, what a blessing that must be. I feel like it would be so life-giving too, right? It's not like suffocating um, to work in that type of environment. That's really awesome. Okay, so like what don't you like? What's the worst part of the job? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the worst part of the job, you know, and by worst – you know, obviously there's, it's just always something, right? mm. always something comes up, you know, from a support perspective, like always something, like there's always something that comes up by nature. So in that regard, it's a, you know, a high stress job. You're kind of always kind of, your phone is always, you know, my phone is always blowing up emails and like, I have to kind of be able to, with the pandemic, it's been tougher, but you know, I, I try to say, Hey, like at night, I'm not going to I gotta check my emails, like you know, whatever it may be, because it's very easy to just like. Right. Yes. You know, I, I'm that. I'm that type where I don't like to see those like notification <laughs> icons next to my like, you know, like my email or like, yeah. that, that number creep up, right? Um, and so I like to always keep it clear as much as possible. So, but also at the same time, is you you need to be able to just unplug from that. You know, just like with anything else, mm-hmm. you need to be able to unplug from work. And I think that's been the hardest thing working in this pandemic is that like that line has blurred like yes for a lot of week, people the weekdays mm-hmm. blur into the weekends not the days blur into the nights you know kind of thing so that's been the biggest challenge for me and you know back when we were we, we were going into the office right um you know five five thirty six o'clock you know by the time i'm out i'm out you know and like you don't really hear from anyone until you come back in the next day right mm-hmm. unless it's an emergency mm-hmm. but now that like we're just kind of like always available always you know kind of always home right yeah um, it, it's it has become tougher to like kind of make that distinction between like what am I done what am I you know what am I what am I working what am I done yeah no I mean you're definitely not alone in that I feel like a lot of people have had to for their own mental health have had sure. to like be like this is the time 
I'm going to work like specifically yeah. because it, in the beginning it was just like people were constantly working all the time yeah and um, without even knowing it in the beginning sure you know? um, so yeah that's definitely I can't imagine what that must feel like <laughs> um, I'm sure it's a challenge in itself but um, yeah so just to kind of uh, end our time together I do always ask people um, if there's any advice that you would give maybe someone that's listening and thinking hey this might be a job that I can see myself in as a problem solver. You know, I like solving problems. I like, you know, being able to have creative outlet in this in this type of fashion too. Um, do you have any advice for someone like that? Like, I don't know if there's like, is there a major for this or like, I don't know. Um, you know, I think that the, the closest major would probably just be like business, uh-huh. like business major and stuff like that. But I would, my advice to anyone that wants to be like in my specific role, like let's say someone was like, like I'm going to move on to become like a CEO of some other company. Like I need to hire my replacement. Mm-hmm. I would say that the, the number one trait that they need to be able to have is just the flexibility to be able to wear multiple hats, be own what you're good at. Right. Mm-hmm. And just take, just. Right. And so in that regard, um, I'm you know, so I think, sorry. Again, hey, you cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's okay. Can you go back to <clears throat> just the beginning? Can you start from what you first? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so the advice I would give anyone for, you know, someone that wants to go into like a career path such as mine or even my specific role is that you don't need, you don't need a certain major. Mm. You don't need a certain pedigree of college education or, you know, certification like I I didn't have any of that right what I did have is an understanding and you know and by understanding I didn't know from the very beginning Mm. but as I was growing in my different you know in my different opportunities I realized that what I was becoming known for right yeah and as I became known for something I really tried to live up to those expectations number one and number two is like knock it out of the park right it's it's one thing to have expectations, but it's another thing to ex- meet and exceed those expectations. Mm. So that would be kind of my advice for anyone is like, just know what you're good at and just do a damn good job at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like just do it well so that no one could, no one can ever question like, what is it that you're good at? And like, what can I count on you for? Yes. I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of people don't say it and articulate it the way you just did. And yeah. so I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you again so much for today and um, your transparency and your work. Um, I know that you've been really busy. So I really, really do appreciate your time today, Eugene. Thank you so much for having me, Blair. It's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so would it be safe to say if someone had questions, could I give me your contact info? Is that of course. Of course. Okay, awesome. Um, well, so you guys heard it here. If you guys enjoyed today's podcast and want to have a contact um, in this specific area of work, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on my social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Bye.